and crave the God Emperor of mankind, we broadcast this message across the stars. Welcome to the Vox Hammer Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Vox Hammer Podcast. As always, I'm joined with my wonderful co-host, the miniature apothecary, Matthew. Matthew, hi, hello. Uh, You know, just before this, I had a great day in Muay Thai sparring, and I whooped some ass, and I came home, and I had some good meat and a little slice of cake. So I'm feeling pretty comfortable right now. A little stiff around the neck area, but I'm good. I'm really good. And today is going to be a good one. I honestly, like, straight up, this probably won't be as long of an episode as, as the other ones. Just because I have to go to work in, like, 30 minutes <laughs> or something like that. But this one is also going to be kind of a fun one because we're going to be talking about role, more of the um, role-playing matches. Is that right? Yeah, the narrative play. Narrative we, play, we that's we gonna, the word. We said we, said we were going to do it. We did, we did competitive and now, and, and that was a that was a great episode. You know, Matt from Vision Wargaming was an absolute gen, and it was it was a nice like insight into the tournament side of things. I know it was so cool, and I started watching his battle report um, videos of his battle reports on YouTube. Oh yeah, S- yeah, super kick-ass stuff. Yeah, they're good stuff, man. I was yeah. I was definitely rooting for him, and now yeah. we get to have a little fun with this because. The narrative play is kind of different. I I love, I wanted to talk about it then, but obviously we're talking about it here. And here's the thing. I feel like my brother would really be into the narrative play. I can already tell that my brother would do narrative play. And he would have yeah. fun with that. Yeah, I mean, you know? there's, there's not, when you get down to brass tacks, there's <clears throat> not really that much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, literally the only difference between the the competitive side of things and the narrative is literally that one word it's competitive you know you, you're it's i mean everyone plays a game to win mm-hmm. but each person feels a little bit different about it like yeah you know if there's there's more story driven or you know there's there's the possibility of your characters or your units gaining some sort of experience and advancing and oh yeah you know story and in most cases that I've heard of personally, it's like a narrative game. You play it, it's casual, it's fun. You lose, but it's not that big a deal. Because it's more narrative. Tournament. It kind of feels yeah. right if you're like chaos yeah. or your orcs or something. Well, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know, if you're playing like a, if you say you're playing a recreation game, you're like you're playing a historical game. You're playing one of the Horus Heresy matchups, for example, and it's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Salamanders off the top of my head versus. Death Guard. Say you're doing something from Istvan, you know. Yeah. Salamanders get their rear end absolutely hammered. Yeah. So, you know, if that plays out in game, then awesome, because you're you're playing a part of history. Yeah. Or, you know, or the War of the War of the Beast history, with the you know? Salamanders. You are, dude. The War of the Beast with the Salamanders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play one of those like games that are essentially historical to the 40k universe yeah and yeah if it plays out in the way that it did in the law there's a whole other level of like excitement there like oh i just i just played out a bit of uh 40k history yeah cool <laughs> and there was there was a, a cool one with um play on tabletop and it was the death guard versus the ultramarines mm. and they're the heroes were Mortarian and Rabute. Yeah. You know, um, Rabuti and Margarita. 
I'm gonna margarita. Keep, I'm gonna keep bringing that one back. It's Rabuti and Margarita. Rabuti and Margarita, and they fought in the Death Guard one. But it was interesting though. It was so cool. Like mm. I can just see it play out. Well, those narrative stuff, you can just see it play out. You know what I mean? And then like narrative takes away a certain amount of pressure as well. Like, it really it does. I love a lot more casual. Um, and the, there's not as much. Yeah. It takes away that that feeling of having to. Oh, I have to be at my best. Or I have to win. Yeah. You just send your boys out, and you're just proud of them. Yeah. You're just so proud. They're doing their thing. It's just a oh, roll yeah. of the dice. He's he's definitely one of the. Um, cause I, I mean, barring a couple of years where I did play the tournament scene in my local area, mm-hmm. it was always narrative games. It, it was always what's the story. You know, it, it was quite happy to ra- you know roll randomly for mission and objectives and yeah everything else throughout every edition. You know, and, yeah. And if it was with like a, a friend and we were doing something at home instead of at the gaming store, it was like, right, what's the story? What's what's this going to be? What's you know mm-hmm. why this? Why are they fighting this time? Um, I want I think so badly. Like, yeah, to be orcs I think in a narrative game. As well, mm-hmm. for like ninth. Because the crusade stuff is like, ooh. Oh, man. I could only imagine what the Horus Heresy and Crusade narrative plays are. Uh, those, must, those must be... Well, I mean, they, they've already got... They've got, like... They've got the Crusade books. You know, they've got the red books. Or the black books, sorry. Uh-huh. The wrong way. I always get them the wrong way around. So you've got the red books. Yep. Which is just, like, everything in um, either Legion-specific stuff for one or just your generic, like each what each legion can take but the black yeah. books obviously they follow certain stories from certain parts of the horus heresy and in there there's there's the maps and missions and specialist missions and all sorts of other like awesome cool stuff the the oh, crusades to 40k it's similar in a way i'd say i feel like narrative play bit. would draw a bigger crowd to that table though Oh yeah, I mean, I've 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 heard of a few people that have started their own little narrative campaigns using the Crusade rules, and so far, I've heard all good things. Like it's really interesting, and it, it gives you the chance for like all your units to gain some sort of like experience, and gives the a unit as opposed to like just a single model a little bit more character. Yeah, you know, gaining like. Um, honor marks or even battle scars in some cases like some of the battle scars are quite cool um so yeah, i've heard i've heard good things when it comes to like the crusade part of uh of mm-hmm. ninth it was definitely a big draw for me you know what i you know what i think it's uh i want to make battle report videos um content and i yeah, feel like narrative play is the best way to do that you know what i mean because one People are watching battle reports, and two, they have a story that goes with it that they can follow. You know, like what's going to happen next week? Where they're going to be next week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Warhammer that's... Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember you mentioned that last week. <laughs> we knew you need to be set up. You need to be um, Kaiba, <laughs> or you need a what is it? That guy with the eyeball, with that eyeball medallion. I, I can't Pegasus. You need to be oh, that guy. I don't know who you mean. Like I, I, <laughs> you gotta... I just 
You gotta totally just have that girl. arrogance about you and be like, that's right, you're trash. Oh, thanks. Oh, I'm arrogant now. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> it'll be funny. And I'm like, oh, impossible. <laughs> How? He's like, I'm able to see your dice rolls ahead of time rather than the cards drawn. Well, it's funny you should mention that because we've uh -huh. already had that conversation. You, you know I've already got something in the works for that. Oh so, my goodness. Oh, don't, don't give it oh, away. Oh. Oh, big old promo. But yeah, nar narrative Little play, I, I definitely feel... I, I feel more comfortable with narrative. Yeah. Storyline-based games. Um, I, I know when when we were asking like people in the community as well um, the other week in, 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 you know, in connection to the episode we were doing with uh, competitive play, there were quite a lot of people that were strongly for like narrative play, and and it was it was mostly because it, it takes a lot of pressure away, and it's they find it a lot more fun. They they can get more in, they get more invested in it as well for some reason, which I'd have thought would be the other way around. You know, you're playing competitive; it's all about winning, so you'd be really invested in that. But people seem to be more invested in the narrative. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you could. I don't think you could accurately equate it. You know, you can't yeah. say one more 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 than the other. Yeah. But it differently from what people were saying, there was a lot of there was definitely a lot of passion behind it. I think there, it draws two different crowds because you have the <clears throat> you have the uh, competitive crowd when that what's that's what brings in the competitive crowd right there, and then you have the narrative crowd who like to watch it for the story as well as the game to unfold. Mm. Like that's just how I see it, and I. And I love it when I go, because I haven't seen enough of them, but I love it whenever I go into a hobby store um, and I see a battle report or a game going on, and I just become that spectator, and I'm like, am I good? Is it cool if I sit here and watch this? <laughs> you know, can I just pull up a chair? Yeah. yeah. Oh I, remember, my I, God. I remember doing that as a kid, like in my local gaming store, two, two old boys big blokes with long beards and they were playing it was orcs versus some sort of marines peak Very 40k stereo. right there yeah. two big dudes with long beards yeah. playing long 40k hair. long hair yeah. space marine and orcs purest yeah. 40k in its purest form i just remember like the, the way that they like they were speaking to each other and the way that like how they described how things were happening and mm -hmm. it was all very fluid and uh, you know a lot of hand gestures and the way they, they spoke and it was for me as like an eight-year-old that was yeah. really cool almost that like voice really, acting their own like characters really lame to someone out there like oh you know kind of like speaking for the characters like almost voice yeah. acting their own characters yeah yeah exactly that would be me that so would be me yeah <laughs> for real but yeah it was it was so cool to see it was really cool to watch i i do i do miss seeing that sort of that passion in those games in are the, the best the game those games are the best like i love those did you see that thread that say what kind of what kind of player are you based on your favorite race or what kind of yeah player? i felt very tight yes I, uh, I was offended <laughs> and i felt very targeted at that because like, <laughs> a marine fanboy i was like humph harumph which I'm one which you. one was it that got you the most the marine one no like what part of that one? Oh, i'm not sure all of it <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I read it. I, I read through it like over and over and over again. You're like, oh I my god! You're either like I'm new, not... and someone told you how, or you're a veteran, and you you're super obsessed with the space marine hype. 
yeah. is just so funny. I mean, because I think everyone like, does for an extent. Some of it was pretty accurate as well. Like seriously, some it, I know some people that that do equate like yeah. they do like connect certain armies with certain types of gamers. And they are they're very much like it's a stereotype, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, and it's no, so true." Exactly and one of the ones that I really loved when it's like the the knight one, the imperial knights, um, when it says two thousand port game, put down two models, done deployment, done. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Puts down like two models, deployment done. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I think, <coughs> is, it, is it now? Uh, something about was it like uh, if you aren't what was it if you aren't new, the Horus Heresy is your favorite novel series mm-hmm. or something like that for the Space Marine one. And I kind of sat there and like sort of looked fuck. at my bookshelf and went, "Yep, they're not wrong there." They're like <laughs> fuck, man, they got me. I s- <laughs> man, when I saw the orc one, it put the biggest dumbest smile on my face. <laughs> but it I was did. like, "Yep." Like, single-handedly, the most fun person at the table, doesn't give a shit about the rules, just came to roll dice and kick ass and have fun. Some of his stuff is literally made of trash. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, like, holy shit, remember that time I was like, I want to get, like, a little Red Bull can and just make a killer can out of it or something? I was like, oh, shit. I think I actually, I think I have all of them. I think the Tyranid one was possibly my favorite. Just that for the first funny. line. Om nom 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 nom. Om that nom 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 nom. <laughs> it was so um, funny, man. The, and the, bit the about, race stereotypes. Uh, also watched Starship Troopers. Cheered for the bugs. Cheered for the bugs. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know. I know someone who's like that. God, did he, you see the last couple lines on the Imperial Guard one? I was like, bro. I'm not going to mention <laughs> it on the podcast, but... That last line, you remember it on the Imperial yeah, Guard one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I need to leave the store? Oh yeah. my god, bro. Shots fired. Yeah, old yeah. That was so funny. In a good way though. Let's yeah. face it. Yep. But uh but the other stuff with the Imperial Guard was funny. It's like mm. um Roots for the Underdog, Loves Historical Combat mm. and all that jazz. But I don't I know, mean, that, I see I mean, the charm in it. I do. From a um, from a what is it? From a narrative perspective there probably there probably are like certain stereotypes towards certain um factions certain yeah. armies and stuff like that i mean we we see it all the time we've we've all had that joke we've all had that that you know laugh about a particular chapter taking the mick out of a particular chapter mm-hmm. um or a particular faction you know <coughs> Tau, for example uh-huh. narrative are I, I think they're brilliant and I can't wait to see what comes for them in the future. Yeah, tell me more story, man, because I do love their stories. Yeah, but obviously on a tabletop and on a you know person by person basis, they are literally the punching bag. Like they get the they most are. flack. And but where where were the hellhound, uh, the Eldar? It goes the punching bags of the tower aren't there. <laughs> yeah, the default punching bag. <laughs> yeah. There is like, the oh my god, like certain marine chapters, like certain marine <laughs> chapters have got like ultramarines, for example, being the poster yep. child for Games Workshop. They get such a bad rep because they're the poster child. I wrote. Never mind the fact that some of their law and you know narratively, they've got some really cool moments. I wrote a orc shit talking list, 
and oh, it was no. basically it was basically how to talk trash whenever you're an orc player and oh, whenever no. whenever you're an orc player and you're fighting eldar it said ah, ha, 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 ha. but seriously who are you fighting me with <laughs> i was like bruh like oh, i don't no. this shit just came out of me for chaos it's like your chaos gods wishes it was an orc god it's like bro I'm, so I'm so sorry to the viewers out there i'm so sorry i know i know orc chalk and trash orcs don't really talk trash though like they just they, shout and scream don't they they're, they just shout and scream and they have a laugh but they, they talk trash. Orc players talk trash more about each other than other races. That's just so funny. I mean, Thramic literally said, You're was weedy, you get. I think that's what makes, like, like we mentioned, like, for the competitive side when, when yeah. we were talking to Matt, and Matt was saying, like, it's not uncommon to hear someone shouting wag. Oh my god. Um, I think that's, that's like, that's another thing that people find narrative play or players with narrative play yeah is, is that sort of connection with their their faction because we obviously we discussed meta chasing um you know you're constantly changing your army right. um, i'm straight up a typecast or player let's be honest yeah exactly yeah but obviously with a narrative play you you put you end up putting like maybe more more emphasis into them you you've got a deeper connection with that particular army mm -hmm. you know so then once you're playing them on the tabletop yeah okay it takes the pressure of the win away but you still want to do good you know you still exactly. want to you want that epic battle don't you <clears throat> yeah you want that epic fight yeah I mean, it's something that gets brought up a lot um sort of painting sessions on the channels on the, the miniatures apothecary uh discord yeah. Every now and again, we have a conversation about previous um, apocalypse games that we've been, and, you oh know, any one God. of us have been a part of. I, mean, I love crazy. apocalypse, mate. If I could just play apocalypse with a storyline, I would just play apocalypse. I'm not even kidding. That's amazing. Absolutely love apocalypse games. Holy crap! How long do those last? Uh, like narrative apocalypse games. Well, the longest one I've been a part of last actually lasted three days. Holy shit! Yeah, we started. We started on the Friday. We finished uh, late Sunday. Yeah. Oh no, early Sunday evening. So around about seven o'clock at night. Oh my god! We started early Friday morning. I bet you. I bet you. Like Apocalypse Games would be a nightmare to record, but the end product would be so amazing. Oh, oh it'd be so. It'd be so nice. It'd yeah. be so sweet. But I. I loved them. Like when I was, I used to run a, a gaming club when I was younger, and we had um, big events go on with, with two, three tables. You're talking four, five aside, anywhere from two to three k per person uh -huh. um, on the board. I think our biggest, our biggest board we ever did was something like close to 20,000 points on the table. Like, man, some of those <laughs> models are big enough to be, like, a roommate. Mm. Yeah, you, you just, you, yeah, get a flat with your mate and just, just turn, convert one room into a, 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 just a nerd room with a big, with one big table and then just, you just play a week-long game, wouldn't you? If you had to leave the house, just leave the lights on and put, like, a hat over your, your Titan and just leave it there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, somebody's home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I used to love, I mean, it's particularly like stuff that we, you build up the hype for as well. Yeah. 
I think that's another another thing that I find a draw a serious draw to the narrative. And I know I already know there's going to be a few people listening to this right now that I've already spoke to have said the exact same thing. If a narrative game is done right, particularly like these new Crusade stuff, if there is enough hype beforehand, uh-huh. it's a re- it's really really intoxicating. Oh my god, you like, man! I'm just picturing. Has there like been apocalypse games? Where people just bring pillows and and sleeping bags and things like that. I've just heard of them. I've never up. seen one. I've never been to one personally, but I have heard of one that happened. It was in the south of England somewhere, and it went on for. I think it only went on for two days, and it was one of those kind of dealios where you bring whatever you've got and throw it on the table. <laughs> um, there was a lot of titans and like super heavies and stuff, so whole armies got obliterated within like a few turns oh my god it went on for deleted they all just crashed they just crashed on like sofas and chairs and stuff oh my goodness that sounds cool though that sounds like Mm. a fun time like okay i'm like thinking of all these crazy games where there's four players total team game five to one thousand points like bam go or even the free-for-alls where it's four people at once on four ends of the map like bat shit crazy those must be crazy there was an event at a local gw a while ago now and they did they did have something similar and it was based around like an ongoing uh star run campaign so there was a narrative Uh uh-huh and to make sure that they fit everyone in um they upped the tables to like uh, free for alls, uh-huh. um, four people, four people max, and every one of them. It was just, it was a mad dash to the center. The objective was always in the center of the table, and it just, you just end up in this mass carnage mosh pit in the middle of like orcs fighting chaos marines, fighting space marines, fighting thirty man blob squad of conscripts or something daft like that. Just, just, just because they're nature, pit. that's why orcs go first. They always die first. Uh, they will always be dead first because the best thing about the orcs is also the worst thing. Yeah. They will just literally separate and attack everyone all at the same time instead of focusing on one target. And then they get stomped out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Sad to say, person. but it's the truth. Dramek will agree. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee it. I think some of the some of the bigger games where I've seen things like um, green tide formations, hundred orcs, hundred orcs in one formation, and that basically counts as one unit with a war boss attached to it. Damn, it's a scary formation. But yeah, they, they do tend to get killed off quite quickly if you've got any amount of AP weaponry. Uh huh. Jeez. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. You got enough attack. If you, I mean, this was, I mean, this was going back in seventh edition. You had enough. You had enough attacks, and you had enough, you know, good enough AP on your weapons. You were, you were slicing through many of those orcs per turn. <clears throat> Six up to save. saves. Man, I wonder if if orcs are getting tougher as the as the, um, additions go on. I don't know. I mean, like I've said before, I mean, from a narrative perspective, it makes sense that orcs are a little bit tougher now. Yep. But Octarius is bringing out tougher boys plus the beast. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at what is it? You look at like stuff narratively. 
from some of the novels and stuff. In one novel, you will read about a Space Marine pulls his bolt pistol, fires off a shot, and pop, there goes the orc's head. But then in another book by the same author, takes the same shot from the same bolt pistol, and the round, you know, hits it, and it gets back up, and it carries on coming. And I like yeah, right. the, the variation, you know, because obviously there's this, there's a, it says an alien um, being. It's it's not the, they're not all going to be the same, you know. It's all about being tough. So clearly, some of them are going to be able to take more damage than others. And definitely, yeah, I kind of like it, but definitely, definitely on, on like I, for tabletop wise, I think I'm just. I think what excite what I'm most excited about, truthfully, is what I'm gonna dip my tone first is narrative play. You know, like obviously, I'm gonna have a run in the mail battle um, game, but yeah, I really want to start jumping into those narrative plays, man. Because you need to find, you need to find someone to run to, to, to play a crusade <laughs> with, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you have loads of fun with it. Oh my god, I'm sure I would. Like, it would be just such a great little series for me or journey. Like, I bet you these people feel like they're on their own little personal journeys with the narrative going on as you play a game after game. You yeah, know? I mean, you, you. I mean, you build up a, a, a relatively... I wouldn't say it's a big list yeah. for, for Crusade stuff. Um, you build up a relatively decent-sized list. Um, there's a lot of variations and, and um, different like requisitions you can take. And yeah. I think there's like three missions for the first. And obviously, it's, it's different-sized tables as well. So you're starting yeah. off relatively small... <laughs> And then building up, so yeah, it's it's a nice journey, and you think that everything in your army is is going to gain some amount of XP at some point. Heck yeah! Um, it's also going to get gain battle scars. You know, your vehicles can take battle damage, which is long lasting, so it adds a little bit of character to it, which I know you like. Yes, you know, and yeah, <coughs> it's, it's, I think you'd enjoy it to be honest. I, I I have no doubt I would absolutely love it. I saw, because Play on Tabletop is doing their little narratives tournament, and mm. one of them was like a three three players in one board. So it was the two 500 points of Tau and Space Marines, and then it was a thousand point, I think, Army of Necrons. It's like, are you going to team up and fight the oh, Necrons? Oh, you mentioned this in the other one. And they, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. And if you, because I'm just so hung up on it, man. Like, I thought, I'm not over it. And they decided to cross the bridge. And just for the hell of it, one of the one of the space machines killed one of the Tau as they're walking the bridge. Like, what Ooh. the hell? But they both crossed the bridge and didn't fire upon each other and escaped the Necrons before the entire map was completely taken away because it was like caving in you know and as soon as i saw that i knew i knew i wanted games like that i wanted scenarios like that like where there's no telling what will happen well your opponent and you're making deals with your with your opponent it's like okay i won't shoot you if you do that and do this and whatever and the tension is there you know yeah. you don't know if your opponent's gonna screw you over and that's just how it is and in in Warhammer 40k, like these the races, like Space Marines and Eldar teaming up or Tau, the tension is there. Hell, Space Marines and Necrons teaming up, the tension is there. You oh, know, you don't know those. <laughs> you don't know if your the races <laughs> screw each other over, and you don't know if like your your fellow player is gonna screw you over. And it's just crazy. It is fun, and it adds something to it. 
because it's not the tension of whether you go win or lose you know like that all that all gets that's fine but the tension is like are you gonna screw it over and lose you know yeah it's i mean so I funny like, oh I, I guess that's that's another thing that like yeah i say you know narrative more like open casual player brings to the table is is that yep. running those goofy weird <laughs> scenarios you know yep completely out of the blue like okay what have you brought with you i've got 500 points worth of tau oh, i've got 500 points worth of marines right well i've got a whole like 2k worth of necrons here but i want to yeah. play everything it's like okay well you throw that on the table thousand points we'll put these two together and we'll you know we'll play something out and you think of like tournament play it's, it's very much like okay it's 1v1 or it's 2v2 uh-huh it's very linear. <clears throat> I mean, I know that there is some people out there that play campaigns with that narrative mindset, and that's cool. And I really, I find that really interesting. Yep. But with the more open play narrative, obviously, again, mentioning like the Crusades and stuff like that, there's that element for crazy, wacky scenarios and God. weirdness to come into it. Let me it, ask really? you something. If we were in the same situation and you had your Marines and we were up against a thousand point Necrons, we only have 500 points. You had Marines, and I had my Orcs. How would you feel? Because we can either fight each other, or we could team up against the Necrons, or we can cross the bridge. Put ourselves in that situation. I don't know. I don't know the the, the, the Okay, so I'll answer your I'll ask your answer your question with a question. What Marine <clears throat> force am I playing? Because it, it all depends. Well, I think that's something you would know better. Like, what Marine <laughs> force would you play? I'm Orcs. <laughs> Oh, I know. You would you would rule play so it was like black templars, you would just kill me. <laughs> oh, if I were playing my space walls, I'd be I'd be completely stubborn and pig headed. It'd be like, nope, kill nope. them all. Nope. <laughs> Oi, we're gonna fight everyone. <laughs> oh the wolfly boys wanna get crumped too. As the one. Yep. I, yeah, I so yeah, that's I, why I, it depends. Me. That's such a good yeah. way. <laughs> For Makes me sense. it does. I mean I've I've played Makes so much sense. I've played a variety of different style chapters i mean yep. i know a lot of people say it's like oh the marines are just marines but from sort of a mindset and tactically there are a variety of different ways that you can play them i mean i'm not gonna i'm not making this all about marines don't get me wrong i'm just in no, of course general. Like, people say the same thing about uh orcs and imperial guard and there are people that say the same thing about every faction like oh there's only one way to play them well, no, there isn't. There's multiple ways of playing, and it's all about your mindset. So me personally, depending on what Marines I'm playing at the time, depends on the mindset, I guess, like the way I play them. Mm-hmm. Um, not just from a tactical standpoint, but also from essentially like a role-play standpoint as well. Yeah. Like Space Wolves, you'd imagine, you wouldn't imagine Space Wolves teaming up with Orcs. No, would you? I really wouldn't. Yeah, you got orcs and space wolves facing off against each other, and then all of a sudden, Necron stumbles in through the door of some broken down ruins. Like the space wolves going to go for one of them, and then he's going to go for the other. Yep, he's he's not he's not going to let one just... one of them either live. Nope they're they're both the enemy. They're both going to die. That's just how it is with space wolves. The only ones I seeing, but because here's the thing, straight up in the narrative in the story of Warhammer 40k, like. You cannot, um, uh, um, alliances with orcs are just by nature not supposed to last, you mm. know, like it just doesn't work that way. Either you work with the orcs and then you turn on them or fight on them because the thing is, is they'll be pre- pretty disappointed if you don't because they're going to do it anyways on you. So you might as well, 
Like, that's yeah. the plan. It's like, we're going to work together, and then I'm going to kill you. The orcs are like, all right, bet money, say less. They I mean, wouldn't no. have it any other way. You see it in, I think it's one of the Dawn of War games, actually, where you've got an orc um, allies. Uh, with chaos. No, not with chaos. Is it an inquisitor or something like that? Like, it was a cutscene. Oh, it was, it was, um, it was Captain Bloodflag in Dawn of War 2 um, doing work. Gone. Yeah, working with an Inquisitor to take yeah, down... Yeah, really backhanded, shady sort of alliance and stuff. Yeah. But that ends... I'm not, I mean, in case someone's not played that game yet, I don't see why you wouldn't have if you're a fan. But then yeah. again, not everyone's a PC game. pretty old. Um, but I'm not going to ruin it. But the way that that ends is how you would expect an alliance with Orcs and not Orcs. Yep. Isn't it? It really, it really is. You got, you got off Loki. It's like... Everyone, uh, the Inquisitor plays everyone, and it's like, hmm, throw in that hat and you got a deal. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it's like, what? Of course not. No hat, no deal. <laughs> Screw off. You the orc be... wanted a hat, just a hat. That's all you had to do. She's willing to sacrifice regiments of soldiers just to get, pay them in a fight. But no, nope, not the hat. Oh my god. That is just an Inquisitor and an orc right fucking there. I mean, there used to be rules um, i think it was in sixth possibly seventh yeah might have been i think it was sixth so there were rules for allies mm -hmm. and there was a in the in the core rule book there was like an allied chart yeah and it showed you like which which factions armies could ally with each other and depending on the severity or the you know the the coded skulls that was colored skulls sorry that were on the sheet yeah um actually gave you extra rules. So, like, if you were a Space Marine player or an Imperial Guard player allied with Chaos, um, it would be a Red Skull. And because of that, it meant that while certain while the units from the army were within a certain distance of each other, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't shoot because they were constantly keeping their eye on, the, uh, on their ally and things like that. Mm-hmm. Which I found really interesting. It was a nice yeah. little you know, narrative part of the game, and I remember talking to someone at the time, and they like they didn't take that into account when it came to tournaments. That sort of it just got thrown out the window. Yeah, but it, it made sense as a game mechanic. You know, mm -hmm. you're saying like orcs and space wolves. If that was the mechanic, then while an orc boy unit and a grey hunter unit were within six inches of each other, neither of them are going to shoot at the enemy because they're too busy watching each other to make sure that the other one doesn't stab the other in the back. Yep. And I always thought that that was a really nice mechanic and it was sad to see that go. Um, I mean, but at the same time, like with the back. keywords that you get in ninth, it, it yeah. kind of does the same thing. It, it stops you from having certain allies um, that aren't you know, linked to those keywords, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So it's just a shame those other little elements, those other tweaks and, and fancy bits aren't also in the game still. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a lot to look forward to with narrative play. But for now, um, that's pretty much it for today's episode. It was kind of a shorter episode. Um, I actually personally have to clock in and work myself and, and other things, but it's it, it probably was going to last that long anyways, but narrative play is very interesting though and very fun to talk about and I honestly am looking forward to do it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be easily one of my first games. I want to make content around it. I know you're making content around it, so look forward to that whenever it comes out at the, mini Shh. At the Miniature Apothecary. Tell them where to find you and your work. 
Oh, Miniature Apocadere, there's the YouTube, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, and we also have Discord and Twitch as well. There you go. So we, we are literally everywhere, them. and it's the same thing across the board, the Miniature Apocadere. There we go. And don't forget to check out the website at alledgesgeek.com and right. check out the Vox Hammer podcast, Dicej, the Geek Eating podcast. Check out our YouTube channels. Join our Discord if you're a fan of Warhammer and D&D and just geeky stuff in general. All Edges Geek Discord. And we also have a Patreon if you actually want to start um, supporting us in what we do. So, and as always, it's been such a pleasure. And we will see you guys next time, next week. Bye. Bye.